0: Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you booked the cause to judge America's next top model, what the hell were you thinking? I'm Dave Bledsoe and this is the Thursday, July 29th, 2015 Schooled in Scandal edition of the show. And we're talking about the fall of childhood icons. Well, your child icons, not not mine. Not unless Gandalf said something terrible about the Bjornies overnight. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the new Woody Allen movie. Damn it, okay, okay, okay. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by rent center Shit. Okay. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Jello, The delicious treat... Okay, fine. If you'd like to sponsor the show, well, hell, we're bad, but we're not that bad compared to these guys, so it might actually be a good idea. I was so mad, I called Richard Pryor's house up and said, yo Richard, Bill Cosby just called me up and told me I was too dirty. And Richard said, the next time motherfucker called, tell him I said, suck my dick. I "I don't give a fuck. Whatever the fuck makes the people laugh, say that shit. He said, do the people laugh when you say what you say? I said, yes. He said, do you get paid? I said, yes. He said, well, tell Bill. I said, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. This week, New York Magazine published a cover featuring 35 women who publicly accused Bill Cosby of sexually assaulting them, stretching back all the way to the late 60s and up through as recently as 2004. We can only assume Bill stopped drugging and raping women around that time because Viagra is harder to get than Quaaludes. I, I don't know. I guess actually we can't assume that. He might still be drugging and raping women. We, we just don't know. The cover photo also contains a single empty stool symbolizing all those woman, women who have not or cannot come forward with their stories. The stories the women do tell are eerily similar. Cosby expresses some sort of interest in the young woman's career or education, he brings them to his hotel or some other private place, he offers them a drink, and when they wake up, they're disoriented and disheveled clothing, and got that feeling you can only get from having sex. We all know what that feeling is. Let's not bullshit around. You know when you've had sex. There are muscles you've used during sex, even if you didn't really get into it, that you don't use any other time. Plus, if you're a woman, I don't know, but I imagine that you would feel it down... I'm going off the rails here into things that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Many of them have stories of payouts by Cosby's agents, or worse yet, threats and intimidation, all to keep their silence... I mean, after all, who are you going to believe? Some young 20 something model or Dr. Cliff Huxtable? Also, this week, we learned that beloved children's role model, Terry Balea. You guys don't call him Terry? You probably know him as Hulk Hogan. In my family in Tennessee, we called him Terry because we were utterly convinced wrestling was real, and so we had to use their real names. So anyway, Hulk Hogan said some things on a tape that called into question his well-documented moral turpitude, using certain ethnic pejoratives about African Americans, and later condescending epithets for individuals identifying as homosexual. Now this tape was of course a sex tape in which he was engaging in coitus with the wife of his close friend Bubba the Love Sponge. Uh, you know, I kinda wanna work in radio, but even if I I even I wouldn't go under Bubba the Love Sponge, no matter how good the money was. Anyway Hogan's sex was apparently consensual, and with the full knowledge of Mr. the Sponge, uh, so he's ahead of the cause in that respect. But still, people are just shocked to discover that the Hulkster is a racist, homophobic, love-sponge wife-fucker. Now, these are two very different stories, so what do they have in common with one another? Well, both of the people are really, really shitty human beings, though I, I would say Cosby takes top honors in this race to the bottom but they illustrate even more clearly than i could with my metaphors and similes and cutesy folksy sayings how you should never elevate a celebrity into some kind of hero i mean really you should just skip that for anyone because you're only setting yourself up for a huge disappointment and yes i'm talking about you ice cream soldier What kind of G.I. Joe name is that? You used a flamethrower! Half the battle is knowing that you suck! And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Americans love to make a hero out of anyone with a little money, a little charm, and usually a predilection for sticking their things in places they ought not to. Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Now, sometimes these scandals are just things that everyone does. But when a celebrity does it, all of a sudden you're knocked off that hero pedestal and you get crucified for them. I mean, think about Pee Wee at the VMAs or or, or, or how about... People who just aren't free to be who they really are. And they act out in wrong ways, like George Michael in a restroom. See, they they become pilloried for behavior that everyone does. Admittedly, not in a movie theater or a public restroom. But that's about location, not behavior. Everyone jerks off, and everyone wants a blowjob. Or at least, every male. The only thing we love more than making a a hero out of someone is when the person we've made a hero out of falls. Search celebrity scandal in Google and see how many letters you need to type before autocomplete finishes your thought. And look at how they're broken down by year. We have so many scandals, we can't just talk about celebrity scandals. We have to talk about celebrity scandals in July. Scandals are delicious. And they're good business. You know, unless your business is being a celebrity who is involved in a scandal. Sometimes, however, scandal is your business. People who simply ought not be celebrities are celebrities simply because they were involved in one. Some of them even managed to parlay their faux pas into a career. We're looking at you, the entire Kardashian family. And we are not amused. A good sex tape can revive a flagging career. Being arrested for stabbing a guy in a Christmas bar fight. Hey, Screech, at least your name was in the news. Flip your shit at a Buffy the Vampire Slayer convention in Idaho. Uh, No, that didn't actually help at all, did it, Brendan? I mean, what the hell were you thinking, man? Call up Giles if you need help. what I'm saying is, you could have done better. A scandal is not necessarily the end of your career these days. I mean, we're a long way from Fatty Arbuckle. You guys don't know who Fatty Arbuckle is, do you? But come on, there's a huge difference between these celebrity scandals and what Bill Cosby did. I'm like, oh my God, how, how can I put this? You cannot be raping the people with the pills, Dr. Cosby. I'm sorry, that was awful, but I had to do it anyway, and shit, it's no worse than everybody else's Cosby impression. You know, this Cosby thing hit a lot of people where they live in a nice brownstone in Brooklyn with Theo, Rudy, and Denise. You know, I think an entire generation of white boys fell in love with Denise. Or maybe it was just me. And folks, white people loved the Huxtables a lot. Here was this beautiful, funny family who was just like them. Except, you know, they were black. The Sanfords, the Jeffersons, the Evans. That's good times for you children, by the way. The best out of the three, just so you know. Uh, They were all, they were all so, so black. But the Huxtables, I mean, they were just like us. And America loved them. I mean, Bill Cosby broke incredible ground in Hollywood. His stand-up career, starring on I Spy. I mean, I remember Bill Cosby when he was on The Electric Company. HEY YOU GO! should be so thankful podcasting is not a visual medium that i'm not vlogging or whatever the hell they call it because i was dancing my ass off to that clip and that's a lot of ass to be moving around to a kid song from the 70s i mean fat albert fat albert was such a part of everyone's childhood and that was bill cosby hey i had cosby's comedy albums i can still quote most of the noah thing by heart Bill became the beloved father figure with The Cosby Show in his awful sweater and his parental benevolence. And it's really hard for people to reconcile that with the kind of man Cosby actually is. And legally, I'm supposed to say, allegedly, but what the fuck is he going to do? Sue some drunk guy in a basement talking to himself? Bring it on, bitch. What he actually is, is a serial rapist. People, many of the same people who would actually think that every black man is at least potentially a serial rapist, can't believe Bill Cosby could ever do something like this. I hear them say, these women are all gold diggers, they're after Bill's money. All their stories match up too closely to not be rehearsed. They took his money, you know they were blackmailing. This is the standard Cosby defense, engaged in by Cosby, his lawyers, and his ardent defenders. And that playbook is as old as time itself. Hide behind your reputation, point out the accuser's behavior as proof of your innocence, and intimidate the shit out of the victim. And it worked for decades. It worked when he was actually being sued in 2004. It was in the news in 2004, but no one talked about it. I mean, the rumors had been whispered in the wind years before the lawsuit that you certainly didn't want your girlfriend to go hang out with Cosby. But even during the lawsuit, no one talked about it. And that's a tribute to the power and the myth of the cause. It wasn't until Hannibal Burris made a joke last year and it went viral that America finally started coming to grips that behind the bad sweaters and the jello pudding pops, a rapist was given a smug, deprecating lecture on the state of black men's pants. You know, Bill, it's best to tend to the open fly in your own pants before the underwear exposed moat in your neighbor's. Now, Bill says the sex was consensual and that the drugs were recreational, and he could read the vibes coming from all the women who just wanted to see his puddin' pop. You know, even if they were gay and dating a woman, which was exactly the case in the 2004 lawsuit. The deposition from which is the source of all this new information we are hearing about his somnophilia. Somnophilia, that's um, guys who... Or even women, I guess. I don't know really how that would work. But it's people... Who get off on having sex with people who are asleep or drugged or passed out? It's it's a thing. Don't don't Google it. You'll definitely don't Google them and search with the safe search off. Just don't. It's not pretty. I mean, goddammit, it, Bill. You're rich. You're famous. And you're at the time, even probably now, eminently fuckable. You, but you just couldn't have anyone out there spoiling the rep of the mighty Cosby. And when your rep is in danger instead of doing what the rest of us do when we don't want people to know that we think fat women are really sexually attractive, so we jerk off to fat women. God, I've got to stop sharing so much on this podcast. No, what you didn't do what the rational human being does. You drugged women and raped them. at two. Cliff Huxtable, et two. Look, I'm not saying you, as the listener, can't enjoy or look up to a celebrity or a sports figure, but let's be a little fucking selective, and remember first and foremost that they're human beings, and human beings with a lot of money and power, and those are exactly the sort of people you never want to trust with money and power. I'm not saying give it to me, but if you want to, I'd I'd be willing to give it a shot. I've at least got a moral code. NFL stars, and the dogfighting rings, or murder charges, or beating the shit out of their fiancés in an elevator. Directors who sleep with underage girls and flee to France to avoid prosecution. Or, you know, divorce their wife and marry their teenage stepdaughters who may or may not have been underage when they first had sex with them. Dude, Woody, you know, I I don't know that you did anything wrong, but come on, you had to know how this was going to look. When they say marry a woman young enough to be your daughter, they don't mean that literally. Politicians with their wide stances, difficulty to find in the third person singular tense of to be vis a vis sexual acts, or have sex with and impregnate another woman while your wife is in the hospital fighting cancer and you're running for president. I mean, say what you will about writers, at least we're open and honest, that we're horrible people. I mean, I've never heard anyone say something about a poet or a novelist that is doing something just awful, and from people who've read their work and say, oh my god, Bukowski said that and then did that? I never would have saw that coming. If you like someone, like them for their work, like them for their actions, like them for their character, but don't try to just venerate them across the board for everything because these things never match up. Let's let's just skip past all of this because let's take Oprah. Do you know some of the things this woman has done? Do you know that she personally is responsible for... Oh, hang on. That's, that's, that's my phone. H- hello? Yeah I'm recording. No, you're not supposed to call me when I Yeah, I'm doing the Oprah thing. you know it's time somebody told the truth. She, she she what? She to his what? That they found it where? Jesus. Okay, 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 All right, okay. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. She is uh, personally responsible for increasing the happiness level of the United States over uh, 43%. Nothing else. Nothing at all. It' a pig feeder. You shit-kicking, stinky horseman-horse-smelling motherfucker, you! You fucked me up over there, I'll stick you in, a hole in the fucking desert. You understand? I'm going to apologize. Okay, get the fuck out of You know, it might be that I personally am inured to the lure of celebrity. I mean, after all, my first tangible memory, and I'm not making this up, this is the, the exact thing that I remember earliest in my childhood, is Richard Nixon resigning. What I remember is my parents watching the television and talking in serious tones about what was happening because it was a big damn deal he's seen more he's seen history he's witnessed history even if it's not ancient history he saw nixon resign on live television me and those few people that clapped we saw the president of america cry and then quit being the president (laughs) that shit was crazy because none of us knew what was going to happen next. Today, people are like, the president's kind of disappointing. Really? Our president wept like an insane person and then got in a helicopter and flew away. And that was just the beginning. By the time I graduated high school and into my early 20s, Every institution and profession that I might have held sacred was decimated by scandals. I mean, let's just look at a few of them. Rob Lowe and his sex tape. It was years before he would show his face in public. Oral Roberts needed $8 million or the Lord was going to call him home. And he just barely made it. And that m- marked the first time God let me down. Pete Rose betting on baseball. Shit, I didn't even like baseball. But Pete Rose was a god. Making it at the second time God let me down. Gary Hart gets into a little monkey business with Donna Rice on a boat. Jimmy Swaggart with his streetwalkers. Jim Baker and Jessica Hahn. Ollie North and Vaughn Hall. Though technically I don't think Vaughn and Ollie were ever accused of having sex as far as we know. But come on. When you're born with a stripper name, even for the 80s, people are going to think that. Sports, religion, politics, the military, all shattered. By scandals. This was the 80s, the decade of scandals. It broke our faith in institutions one by one. But there was one, one thing that destroyed any vestige of hope and faith in the basic decency of humanity. A betrayal so vile that once a year, on February 21st, I hold a ceremony. In which I ritually sacrifice an effigy of these dark traitors, these destroyers of my childhood. Look, you have done enough. Have you no sense of decency, sir, at long last? Have you left no sense of decency? I admit, when I heard about Cosby, or Hulk Hogan, or Woody Allen, or any other celebrity or political scandal, I don't blink an eye. Of course, these people did horrible things. Just like OJ did it. Or Michael did some weird shit with those kids. Or Bernie Sanders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. and Bernie's fantastic. He hasn't done anything. Does this knowledge make me happy? No. Is Annie Hall less funny because Woody Allen is at best a creepy old man? Are Pete Rose's records forgotten because he was a degenerate gambler? Does Dr. King's infidelity invalidate all of his work for civil rights No, none of these are true. You can respect their people for the reasons of their accomplishments and in spite of the things that they did in their life. Every human being stands on feet of clay. And the higher you travel, the more fragile your footing. Think about that the next time you go out looking for a hero. Except for you, Dr. Cosby. You're a piece of shit rapist scumbag. You're the kind of person that makes me really... Long not to be an atheist, because in a just world, there ought to be a hell where you will spend eternity getting roofied by a demon with a 30-foot spiked dick and waking up every morning with a bad headache, disheveled clothes, and a sore asshole, or as I like to call it, Friday after taco and tequila Thursday. God, I really have to switch to soft shells. What? I do dumb things on tequila. You don't? That's it for the show this week. For me, Dave Bledsoe, and all the fictional staff of What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast, we would like to thank you and the band State for their music. You can find it on Jamendo.com. And we would like to thank all the five or six of you who listen to the show. You know who you are. If you've just stumbled onto the show, perhaps you are trapped in the airport lounge in Djibouti. Thanks, them all. That, that, Thank you, man. That, that, that was a, the best twenty we've ever spent. And you want to hear more, find our show on iTunes and Stitcher or at whatthehellpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at thehell underscore podcast or on Facebook. I promise I will start being more active there just as soon as the new intern finishes their fourth grade summer reading list. The intern market is really tight right now. And finally, remember... If you're looking for a celebrity to worship, look at what happened to me. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly, I was on top of the world. It should have been somebody else that thought Miley Cyrus was a role model. She was so cute in Hannah Montana. See you guys next week.